Welcome to a special presentation of Barely Audible Whisper Presents Improvised Feature Featuring Whole World Improv Theater. This special presentation of Improvised Feature features my interview with former President Barack Obama. You know, I, I don't know if it, as president it's very productive for me to criticize uh, the current president. Monish's Obama impression is in fact so accurate that for comedy and potentially legal reasons, I am obligated to remind you that this is just satire. Uh, that said, I would do almost everything extremely different. I asked the former president how an Obama administration might be handling the coronavirus crisis differently than it is currently being handled by the Trump administration. Uh, for example, I would start with telling the truth. Uh, uh, number two, uh, I would try to use uh, something uh, I like to call facts uh, in my discussion. Uh, number three, uh, I would uh, talk more about what's going on uh, with the lives of ordinary Americans and less about how uh, I feel like my performance uh, is affecting news ratings. And finally, I would tell people uh, to trust doctors and scientists, and I would never mention uh, anything remotely uh, like drinking bleach. How would your fact-gathering process differ from, from the one we're currently seeing? Uh, that's a great question, Dave. I, I think the main way it would differ is that I would have a process. President Obama's criticism of Trump was not limited to policy. Uh, he, he just wants it to always uh, be about himself. Now, that, now that's something that might seem obvious, but, but I, I think about it a little bit like this. You know, if you look at uh, baseball players, for example, you know, there, there's some baseball players uh, who go out there and they go about their business and they're good teammates and they, uh, you know, care more about the name on, on the front of the jersey. And then you got guys like Bryce Harper, uh, Donald Trump is, is Bryce Harper. And while he remains mindful that things could always get worse... Uh, well, if you, if you think about it, Dave, uh, Lysol is not the most uh, dangerous household substance uh, that most people have in their cabinets. You know, a lot of people have, uh, you know, other substances laying around that may be even more dangerous. So uh, if you can think of a household object that would be worse to put inside your body than Lysol, then that is your answer for how much worse it can get. And he did offer a unique perspective on the problem of President Trump's go-to excuse for dismissing controversy with claims of sarcasm. I think the, the, the inherent problem is that he has, uh, how do you put this, uh, no sense of humor. And so you can't tell uh, when he's trying to be funny, because if someone's inherently not funny, then anything they say, even as a joke, uh, you, you just can't tell. So, uh, you know, I think that's up to people like us to make it clear to the American people that if he's saying something as insane as uh, drinking Lysol or drinking bleach, then uh, A, it might be a joke, although it's a bad one, and B, you, you should definitely not do it. The former president, in quintessential Obama fashion, found cause for American optimism, despite our current leadership. It, re it reminds me of uh, the Chicago Cubs. Uh, you know, uh, for, a, for a long period of time, uh, they were a losing franchise. 
And, you know, when they'd gone 20 years without winning a World Series, people said, how much worse can it get? And then they went 50 years. And people said, how much worse can it get? And then they went 100 years. So uh, if you're asking me if there's room uh, for things to become less stable uh, with Donald Trump's uh, uh, leadership and or mental capacity, well, I, I think the answer is yes. But we have to keep in mind that uh, the Cubs did win a World Series. So you got to stay optimistic and bright that, that America's future uh, has better days ahead. Given that baseball was clearly on President Obama's mind, I asked if he had any ideas for how the game of baseball might be adapted to fit into the era of social distancing. You know, the, the home, home plate is, uh, you know, 60 feet, six inches away uh, from the batter spots. It seems like an adequate social distance. Uh, the bases, I believe, are, are 90 feet away from, from one another. So uh, that seems that seems fun. I think, uh, you know, dangerous situations could be like when a, when a batter is on, uh, or a runner, rather, is on first base. Uh, you know, uh, maybe you have to have at least a, a six-foot leadoff uh, under, no, under all circumstances. Uh, you know, maybe we get rid of uh, having the tag uh, from a base. Uh, you know, I think uh, obviously the home plate situation could be a little uh, congested. Uh, I think we could get rid of the umpire. And while he was critical of some of the specific industries being reopened in places such as Barely Audible Whispers home state of Georgia. Uh, you know, for example, they opened up bowling alleys, which, which you could argue is maybe not the most uh, critical uh, industry to open up. But, you know, if you are going to open up bowling alleys, uh, then what about putt-putt uh, courses? The ever-optimistic former president, with a nod to American ingenuity, hopes that adaptations similar in spirit to what he proposed for baseball might be found in businesses such as tattoo parlors. Certainly, I, I wouldn't put it past the spirit of American ingenuity for something like that to become possible. Uh, you know, I think if you could have a, a tattoo artist, uh, you know, uh, conduct their business over Zoom, you could just give, uh, you know, the, the, the needles and the appropriate ink uh, to, to, the, to the customer. Uh, they could probably perform some version of an assisted uh, self-tattooing procedure uh, from the comfort of their own homes. Turning away from the coronavirus crisis, I took the opportunity to ask the former president about his former vice president. Now, one of the things uh, that you have to understand about Joe that, that not a lot of people know is that in addition to being uh, a hardworking, uh, caring, thoughtful leader, uh, Joe was also an incredible uh, Scrabble player. Now, I've seen a lot of people play. I've played Scrabble with a lot of people. You know, and a lot of people are really good at Scrabble, but Joe, uh, you know, every time he plays, uh, you know, he, he doesn't just win, he dominates. And, uh, you know, every single time he finds a way to use the word malarkey. Not only does President Obama believe that Joe Biden is uniquely qualified to be president. I think he's used the word malarkey in 175 consecutive games, and that's just what makes him one of the best. And anybody who can be that good at Scrabble uh, is very qualified to be president. He believes he's uniquely qualified to unite the Democratic Party around him to win the election. 
Another thing that Joe Biden is really good at is uh, he's good at mixing different kinds of things. For example, I once saw Joe Biden uh, go to the gas station and pick up a pack of gum, and it was a, a strawberry flavored gum. And he started to chew it. And then we walked across the street and a guy handed him another piece of gum. And this was a spearmint gum. Now, now he took that and put it in his mouth while he still had the strawberry gum uh, in his mouth. Now, a lot of people would say strawberry gum and spearmint gum, those types of gum uh, shouldn't be mixed together. But Joe uh, has a couple of things going for him. He has the ability to believe that you can you know, put things together uh, that shouldn't go together. And he also has, you know, lost his taste buds, so he didn't feel a thing. Uh, and again, I think that combination is what's going to help him bring the party together. I asked President Obama how he felt about the most diverse field of presidential candidates in history eventually being whittled down to an old white man. Uh, you know, uh, it, it's... Uh, it's something we have to get better at uh, as a country. And, but the, the result uh, didn't surprise me. You know, it, it's it's kind of like uh, if you go to the Cheesecake Factory, right? There, There's all kinds of cheesecake out there. There's the, the Oreo cheesecake. There's the, you know, pecan cheesecake. There's the sriracha cheesecake. I mean, there's all kinds of really interesting cheesecakes on the menu. And that's just within cheesecakes. I mean, you got you got spaghettis, you got sushi, you got uh, hamburgers, you got you got all kinds of interesting things uh, that you can pick. Uh, but yet, in all that indecision, most people just end up ordering a plain cheesecake. Uh, and if you draw that analogy out further, America uh, is like uh, the cheesecake factory. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a huge menu. There's tons of options. Uh, but at the end of the day, you always get a plain cheesecake. And, uh, well, Joe Biden is a plain cheesecake. So, so you're saying that the dominance of, of older white politicians is more about familiarity than racism? Uh, I'm saying it's, it's, it's a little bit about familiarity. Yeah, there's probably a little bit about racism. Uh, but most of all, it, it has to do with cheesecake. And uh, what flavor cheesecake are you and your presidency in this cheesecake analogy? Uh, that's great. I, I like to think that, that I'm a I'm a Neapolitan cheesecake. You know, there, there's a, obviously uh, you know there's the there's the chocolate, uh, but you know uh, from my mother's side, obviously a little bit of vanilla. Uh, but you know, my heart is is pure, and uh, that's where the strawberry comes in. Uh, that's got room for everybody. And so I think when you put those three together, I think it's pretty obvious that I'd be a Neapolitan uh, cheesecake, if there is uh, such a thing. I'm not actually sure, uh, but that might be something I'll go invent and uh, start a company called uh, Obama's uh, Neapolitan Cheesecakes. And in the end, like he always does, President Obama left America with this message of hope. Uh, but the message I would give to all Americans is this. Uh, trust in and take care of each other. I mean, that's always been uh, what's pulled America together. If you think back to uh, our, our nation's founding uh, until today, we've all we've had a number of, of, of very trying times. Uh, you know, the revolution, civil war, 
civil rights movement. Uh, we had that, uh, you know, long period where, where the Cubs didn't win a World Series. There's been a lot of challenging times, uh, but what's always pulled America together is our ability to care for one another. It's our ability to put aside our differences and focus on what makes us uh, people and what what we have in common. And I think if we just do that, what we'll do is we'll emerge from this more united and stronger. And you know, I know a lot of people out there might not think that that's possible. But remember, a lot of people also thought it wasn't possible that the Cubs could win a World Series. And yes, it took them a long time. And yes, it took them seven games. And yes, it looked for a long time like they might not even do it. But they did it. And just like they did it, we can do it. And you know, I believe firmly in the power and the resiliency of the American people. And if there's one thing that I would push for above all else, it's that we rise above divide and come together like we know we can and uh, like I've always said those are the types of things that naysayers would say cannot be done but I know that together as Americans yes we can Presents improvised feature featuring the whole world improv. Today's improvised feature was made possible by host and producer Dave Baldwin and Barack Obama impersonator Manesh Chagi. Please uh, check out our website, barelyaudiblewhisper.com, for all of our episodes and blog, and please check out Whole World Improvs. Uh, website, wholeworldimprov.com, and check out uh, their upcoming uh, events, and uh, go ahead and make a donation to them if you can. We appreciate your support. Ah!